My name is Wallace, and I'm a pastor. Today I want to share with you just a word that I hope will encourage you in your walk with the Lord. A word that will probably challenge you just a bit. I know it potentially will challenge a lot of folks that have certain beliefs about Jesus and miracles and His name. But today I want to share with you something that is an overflow of a devotion uh, that, that I've recently had that I'd like to just share with you. And it comes from the book of Acts. Now remember, before we get into this passage, I just want to give you a little background information, give you some context of the book of Acts. Remember, the book of Acts is titled Acts for a reason. It's the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Disciples that follow Christ that now have the mission to go forth and do what? Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, to pro- proclaim the truth, the, the life, the death, and most importantly, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That whoever believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth will not perish but again have everlasting life. You shall be saved through Jesus Christ and through Christ alone, by grace alone and faith alone. And so today I encourage you just to, to, to focus on this passage with me in Acts chapter 4. And there's a few verses here that I will cover. But before I get into that, let me give you just a little bit more context in the book of Acts. Now remember, it opens up with the mission that Jesus gives in chapter 1, the famous verse, which is the subject verse for the whole book, right? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus basically says, he says, look, he says, wait for the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Right? So he says, you will be my witnesses. You will tell people about me and what has happened. And so then they wait in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit comes down. They are now filled with the Holy Spirit. This miracle takes place, which is the miracle that is, again, pointing to the Messiah and his message. That's the, the, the power uh, uh, that, is, that is manifested there is to prove that this is of God. It also enables the people of God to proclaim the message so that people can hear Jesus and be saved. So we have Acts chapter 2, and then it goes into Acts chapter 3, where we see Peter specifically uh, highlighted here with this miracle that takes place with a man who is outside of the, uh, outside of the temple asking for money uh, at the beautiful gate, who is lame, he's deformed, he cannot walk. And in the name of Jesus... Peter gives him this command and says, stand, and he's healed, and this miracle takes place. And everybody's amazed. And Peter deflects the attention unto himself. He says, it's not because of my godliness. It's not because of my power. This is Jesus Christ. And so he deflects and points to Christ. You see, the miracle is important, yes, but we must not miss the message of the Messiah by seeing the miracle only. The miracle is just the spark that points to a greater blast of the message of the Messiah. The miracle is important, yes, but we must not look at the miracle and chase the miracle and take the miracle more than what it's worth. So, again, the miracle points to the message of the Messiah. And so we see here in chapter 4, now that there's a a crowd surrounding Peter because of this miracle, uh, people are are coming in and he's sharing the gospel very boldly. And he's telling people to turn to Christ, which is ironic because they're in the temple. You think these people would be right because they're in the temple. How interestingly, just because you are in the church doesn't mean you are saved, that the church folks need to hear the message of the Messiah, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, uh, no matter where they are. But here he is surrounded by a multitude. And then 
key leaders and authorities start coming into this uh, scene and trickling in and surrounding Peter to hear what he has to say because they don't like what he's saying. And so they have been offended because the gospel, my friend, is provocative uh, because it deals with the deepest need of man, and that is sin. And so this is the reason for the gospel to be pro- for the gospel to be proclaimed because people need to hear the gospel in order to be saved and to be healed. But it has to deal with sin first. But the good news is that Jesus dealt with sin fully on the cross by dying for us in our place. That's the good news. We just must confess our sin and turn to him and receive the free gift of salvation. And so here we have Peter being arrested. Peter and John being arrested because of their standing for Christ, their moxie in the Lord. It is an amazing text here because they they attack the name of Jesus and they say, who, by, by whose power or by what name have you done this? And that's in verse 7, chapter 4. And then obviously Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, addresses them and talks about Christ, points to Christ and said, this is, this is the stone that you rejected. This is the cornerstone. There's, there is salvation in no other but the name of Christ. Jesus is the one. And so it's important to see that the miracle, yes, is it important, but it gives a platform for Peter to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. His name is important here. And now it's important because these individuals that are religious leaders uh, that come to him, uh, the high priest shows up, the Sadducees are there. They're like, wait a second, who is this pe- person connected to Peter? Uh, by, by what rabbi is he studied under and by what name is he preaching with authority? So they can, they, they're, what they're trying to do here is they're trying to, they're trying to eliminate him to say, okay, yeah, he's not, a, he's not connected to anybody that's reliable, right? He doesn't have a spiritual father that we recognize. Uh, this Jesus whom, whom he's preaching under and in the name of uh, is not a name that they recognize or value. And so they're like, okay, you have no authority, but they cannot deny the miracle. They cannot deny what has taken place, uh, but they're denying the message of Jesus Christ. I, I want you to understand one thing. We've got to be careful here that we don't um, uh, miss the message of the Messiah by focusing too much on the miracle. Don't we do that? I mean, we chase miracles. We're fascinated with these things, right? The miracle is important, but it is, don't get me wrong. It is important, but it is, do not mistake, it is a small spark that leads to a great blast of a message pointing to the Messiah. That's important. That's the whole purpose. So the miracle launches the message of the Messiah. And, and, and we read this text too, and we take things out of order. So we'll focus so much on the miracle, and then we go around thinking that we are spiritual cowboys and cowgirls, shooting Jesus bullets at all these situations in our lives, trying to heal people and, and, and use the name of Jesus uh, wrongly to, to, to proclaim wealth and health in people's lives. Listen, we can't do that. That's, that's not what God has, a, has authorized us to do. I, I, let me illustrate it for a second. Let's just use a military illustration. What if I were to go around in the name of my commander, the individual who has the high rank that has authority over me, I submit to him, I go and do what he has called me to do, right? As long as it's not illegal, unethical, or immoral, I am to do it, right? I made that oath as a good soldier. I am to follow my commander's guidance. But what if I go around all day in his or her name, proclaiming things that people should do, when it's not what the commander wants me to do. You can't misuse the name of your commander 
to do what you would like to do. Now here's what you understand. Does God want to heal? Yes. But you, you, you have to understand what healing actually might be. Is there healing in the pain? Maybe. Is there healing in an actual miracle that takes place? Sure, absolutely. But what if there's a different kind of healing? Are you open to that? Again, it's important to know who the commander-in-chief is here, man. Jesus Christ is the commander. You can't just go around shooting these bullets, these Jesus bullets, like, like you're in the wild, wild west. That's disorderly. You have to be in order, man, right? So if we're the body of Christ as Christians, who do we fall under? We fall under the headship and the authority of Christ, my friend. We are to submit to his leadership. So what he says goes. Now let's look at scripture. People will many a time say, well, the scripture says that you ask anything in his name, he will do it. So I can go and ask anything? Hold on, let's read it in context, friend. Let's read the rest of text. Let's look at the text because the Bible interprets the Bible. Let's look at more passages when it comes to praying and using the name of Jesus. There's another passage, my friend, that also says, ask in my name and if it be in accordance with my will, then I will do it. You see, even Jesus himself struggled in the garden of Gethsemane with the temptation to do not the Father's will. He said, please let this cup be taken from me. The cup of this burden that he had to take upon himself of dying on the cross. You see, what did he do? He was tempted to not go forth with the commander's mission for his life, his father's mission for him. His father's plan was to go to the cross. And then he said, what? Not my will be done, but your will be done. Let's look at the Lord's prayer or the apostle's prayer as known in the book of Matthew, specifically chapter six. What do we see? We see Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Whose will? His or mine? It's a simple question with a simple answer. You see, so we must submit ourselves to Christ here. We can't just go around talking, you know, saying that, that in the name of Jesus, you just believe in the name of Jesus. Man, that's very despairing. The more faith I have, the more faith I have, the more things I can do. It doesn't work like that, friend. Faith the size of a mustard seed is what pleases God. That's what scripture says, right? If, if it's God's will, it'll happen. But if it's not, it will not happen no matter how many times you, you use the name of Jesus. Do not misuse the name of Jesus. This is a very serious thing. We must be humble and submit to our king. We can't just go around unauthorized proclaiming the name of Jesus on things that might not be God's will. That's very deceptive for ourselves. It's destructive. It's poison. It's poison for people that need to hear the gospel. If you want to use the name of Jesus, if, if you want to, you know, use a miracle or, or be a part of a miracle, the miracle, listen, is not the end all, end all. The miracle is a platform to share the gospel. So miracle or no miracle, friend, you should be sharing the gospel. If the miracle is there and it happens and God does that in and through you and you get to be a part of that, then great. It doesn't stop there. The whole point of the miracle is to point to the message of the Messiah. It is so important, my friend, that you understand this. So look at the book of Acts. Read the book of Acts. It's powerful. Don't pick and choose verses from the scriptures to, to, to populate your own agenda, you know, to justify what you want to do. Listen. Don't be a spiritual cowboy or cowgirl. Be 
a child servant of the king. Submit yourself to him. He will guide you. He will direct you. I'm not saying don't pray for miracles. May God use you. May God use you and do mighty miracles in your life. May he get the glory. But it doesn't stop there. The miracle is there to show, to show Christ, to proclaim the message of the Messiah that he lived, that he died, that he rose again from the grave, that whoever believes in him shall have everlasting life. Let us be more passionate about the message of the Messiah and not the miracle. And listen, you can see that through Genesis all the way to Revelation. All the miracles point to Yahweh, point to Christ. They point to salvation. The miracle is not just a miracle in and of itself, and we stop there. But again, it points to a beautiful, marvelous Messiah. Lord bless you, and Lord keep you.